Hey fellow tennis nerds, I hope all is well. I wanted to give you a little bit of an update of what's happening with Tennis Nerd and talk a little bit about different things uh, than uh, strings and rackets, which I usually talk about. And the topic of mine today was uh, new players to watch, new players to look out for. Uh, I've been watching the US Open, as I'm sure you have as well. And I was thinking I'm really missing Roger and Rafa and I'm trying to find some new interest uh, in this tournament. Uh, obviously, I'm a tennis nerd and a fan of tennis, so I, I enjoy watching whatever tennis is available, but I'm feeling like I would like some new guys to root for as well, uh, some more exciting players uh, to, um, to enjoy uh, with the style and flair and all of that, because that's what I like to watch. And now I'm also keen to hear what you like to watch, what kind, what, who is your favorite tennis player or tennis players. Uh, please comment below. And um, you can, of course, mention several players. I, I appreciate a lot of players, uh, but right now Djokovic is a little bit too dominant for my taste. Uh, watching him, uh, he's a super uh, impressive player, perhaps the, the best of all time when it comes to uh, success and uh, his level of tennis. Uh, but watching him is not really my cup of tea, to be honest. I prefer watching flamboyant guys like Kyrgios, Bublik, Mutea, Evans. I just picked a few there. Dustin Brown, guys who play with a lot of flair and style, mix it up a bit. Um, sense of unpredictability. I think that's important to keep the entertainment up. The style of play, of course, is important. If you're creative, I, I like that more. David Ferrer, for example, great guy, role model in the way he works, he fights, uh, he has a lot of spirit but he isn't the most enjoyable player to watch, in my opinion. Big service, definitely. They're no-no for me. I don't like watching Opelka, Karlovic, R Isner, Raonic. Uh, although Raonic has a more kind of varied game than the rest, but it's a lot about that big serve, and the points are really short, and that's not what I think is fun to watch. Maybe you're uh, different, and I would like to hear from you what you think. Uh, it's an efficient way of playing tennis, that, but it's pretty boring, uh, to be honest. So, I used to think Andy Murray was pretty dull to watch. Uh, I don't think so anymore. Uh, perhaps I'm matured as a human, but I also know him a little bit better after watching that documentary he put out a while ago uh, about his fight coming back from that injury, the hip uh, replacement thing. wasn't a hip replacement, but, but a massive hip surgery, I think. Um, and his style of fighting and inner torment is fascinating to watch. He seems to really enjoy when things get really grimy and rough and tough. Uh, I think he has the talent to hit harder and beat players easier than he usually does. But he just seems to love a dogfight. And um, it was impressive for him to turn around the match against Nishioka despite having a robotic hip. Being two sets down. Uh, Nishioka is a really young crafty player. Really fun to watch. Uh, but Murray came back in five, uh, which is kind of typical for his game in a way, uh, except for that streak when he was playing a bit more aggressively and was perhaps at his best and winning and being ranked at number one in the world for a while. Uh, he was beaten now pretty soundly by Ojer Aliasim. Uh, perhaps he was tired. Uh, Ojer Aliasim is obviously turning into a hell of a player. Still very young, uh, has a lot of uh, growth potential, as already with a big game, uh, so definitely an exciting young guy to watch. Also very clean technique, nice style, doesn't seem to have any glaring weaknesses as far as I can, can say and tell. Um, so, but what makes a player exciting to watch? Is it 
the style. If you look at Federer, he's kind of like a ballerina. He almost dances on the court. He has this flair and grace. Um, but then you have the power, like some players have massive power on one wing. For example, Fernando Gonzalez, his forehand was just amazing to watch. Just really pummeled the ball and hit a lot of winners on the forehand and ended up slicing a lot of his backhand. So that was a bit of an interesting style of play uh, that I think a lot of rec players can, um, can look up to in a way because a lot of them have a weaker backhand. Uh, so that actually, that style actually works if you have a, can build up a good slice. Some players also like to watch energy. I um, I like Rafa's energy, for example. It's really intoxicating the way he fights. He's an inspiration uh, to watch him work on the tennis court. He really is, um, a, you know, a lion on the tennis court. Very very nice to watch. And uh, maybe you like someone that has a bit of more of a kind of anger management issue. Um, some aggro is always fun, right? When two players are are not liking each other so much. Tennis can be a bit too much of a clean game at times uh, with all these code of conducts and they have to really be careful not to uh, break a racket, you know, swear and uh, stuff like that. So I, I think aggro can be good. It's um, Tennis is a bit like a boxing match, so it can always bring up the more excitement and entertainment value, I think, with some, with some anger management gone wrong. Uh, if you like watching movement, obviously Djokovic is the wall. He's almost impossible to beat, you know, right now. And he gets everything back and he doesn't make hardly any mistakes. It's almost like a computer on the tennis court. And that's kind of fascinating in a way. Um, we can take someone like Deminaur, who's a, a brilliant sprinter, who's super fast on the court, can get to almost any shot, it seems like. If we bring in Flair, we have Kyrgios, uh, mixes it up more than anyone, hits tweeners, completely at pointless times uh, but still manages to win these points can hit a massive serve but can also um, you know go to the net and be really creative with, with all his shots and mixes up the tempo of this of the game very fun to watch I think curious you never know what you're gonna get it's almost like a kinder egg uh, and then we have like the creativity of a player like Dustin Brown who is ranked on a lower level but still a lot of fun to watch these players that can hit almost any shot and, and just uh, you don't know what you're gonna gonna get out of them. Um, so those two guys kind of flair and creativity kind of ends up in the same category there. Uh, so I might have missed any categories or mixed them up. Uh, I'm keen to hear what's important to you. Uh, so uh, what kind of player style and and um, characteristic are you looking for? And do you have any players that are up and coming that you really like to watch that you can kind of recommend keeping an eye on? Uh, obviously, we, we have big hope now in the new guys. Obviously, Rafa and Fed and Novak, they're not going to be around forever. And we want it to be a competitive sport. Uh, there might be a few years when Novak is almost uh, unbeatable, it seems like. Or, you know, Zverev, Tsitsipas, Ojeda Aliasim, they might be coming. Who knows? Uh, we need to see them make some headway now in a Grand Slam very soon to give us some hope that it's going to be a more competitive uh, tennis world out there. We can also um, put our hopes in Medvedev, uh, who has perhaps a slightly ugly style uh, and technique, as that's, I guess, is the general consensus, but he's very efficient, uh, very effective on the tennis court and an amazing uh, defensive player uh, who doesn't seem to make a lot of mistakes either, similar to Novak. So there are some interesting players. Uh, hopefully this US Open will reveal a bigger story in that one of them can make um, a serious impact 
we'll see. I mean, so far I, there hasn't been any huge upsets. Uh, team is going, is moving on through the draw. Medvedev, Sitsipas, Zverev as well. Uh, I like watching Berrettini. He has a huge forehand, really blasts that ball. Very interesting technique. Just really short take back. It looks like, but gets massive rotations and pace on that shot. Um, I do enjoy watching Bautista Agu, which is not really typical for my style because he seems to get to any ball, but he's also a very clever player. A guy that can beat Djokovic at his own game deserves huge respect in my in my book. So uh, he's a fun player to watch. He can also go far in this tournament since he reached uh, he went far in the Western and Southern Open. Andrei Rublev, uh, massive power of both wings, ultra fast from both wings. Uh, really fun guy to watch when he when he puts it all together. He can definitely be a threat to a title. Not sure if it's on the Grand Slam stage yet, but we will see. Hachanov, um, also in good form, it seems like. Uh, Shapovalov, I'm not so sure. A uh, little bit error-prone. Has that amazing one-handed backhand. Can, can you know, take up on the rise when he jumps up. So that's pretty impressive to watch, but he's been, been a bit off and on. Taylor Fritz uh, is a guy we have been watching for a while. When is he gonna make a big stride? Uh, he has moved into the third round, so it'll be interesting to see what he can do from there. Um, he has no real weaknesses, uh, but he needs to put it all together. And that was, from what I've heard, he's, he's done a lot of work in the offseason, so we're, we're curious to see that. And um, we have some younger guys, Alejandro Davidovich Fokina. Um, Big hitting player, seems to like the clay more than the hard courts, so we'll see how he does. Um, Krajinovic is in great form, I'm not saying he's a younger player, but it's another player to keep your eyes on. Uh, Kasperud, uh, also a clay court style player, has moved into the third round. Um, nice for us Scandis to, to see some players like Rusovori and Kasperud move on in the draw. Uh, so there are some players to watch for sure. I might have missed uh, someone that you should uh, keep your eyes on and uh, keen to hear what you think. Uh, Tiafo, uh, also a very creative player, crafty player, uh, can hit almost any shot, uh, mixes it up. Uh, we'll see how far he can go. Not 100% sure whether he's uh, mentally strong enough to, to take it you're um, really far into a slam, but but we'll see. This is a bit of a different slam, obviously, with the COVID situation, all the players being in a bubble. Um, some players will love that. Perhaps some players won't. Uh, obviously, playing without a crowd is, is a strange situation for, for these guys that are top 100 players. Um, so I, we'll see who can handle it the best and, um, and bring his best tennis into this weird stage. Uh, so I'm keenly watching the US Open and I'm, I'm very interested to hear from you now who's your favorite player and uh, do you have any guys that we should really pay attention to that I might have missed. There might be someone coming up that's not playing the Open, for example. Um, we'll see also as the, the season moves on onto the clay, uh, we have the Row Masters and we have the French Open to look forward to. So it's so nice to have tennis again on the television and on your streams. It's just uh, been a long time without it. Uh, in Tennis Nerd World, I just received a parcel from Wilson with the new pro staffs. So I'm really keen to take that out onto the court. I didn't manage to do it this morning. I'm trying to play four times a week now and um, I'm also working on my game, doing a lot of drills. 
playing some tournaments locally here as starting tomorrow and at the time I don't know which racket I will bring to the tennis court uh, which is a bit of a funny situation but that's the situation I'm in uh, that's the the risk of being a tennis nerd is that you keep playing around with strings and rackets and you don't really have a set racket and string for your game and I've just come to the realization that that's fine I'm okay with that I just have to work with um, what I got. I can move in between rackets even in a match and that's that's okay. You know, I don't need to play with the same racket all the time. Uh, I've been playing around so much and changing and switching rackets uh, over the years that I, I, I've seemed to be able to handle that and adapt to the racket. It's not obviously very good for your tennis, but for my situation with Tennis Nerd and racket reviews and what I do, uh, it's something that it kind of has to be that way. And it also helps me to kind of give more unbiased reviews when I don't have a fixed setup that I'm using all the time. I can actually, I feel, give a bit of a, a better understanding of frames uh, than if I'm just using like a 100 square inch racket all the time and then I'm moving to a 93. It's almost be impossible, but now I can play with a 90. Sometimes I can play with 105. It's uh, it's all over the place, but that's fine. I just need to adapt a little bit my technique and uh, the swing a little bit to adapt to the power and the spin produced by the frame. Uh, but that's that's normal and natural now. So I don't know what racket I will bring. I've been playing with the Pro Staff 90 and really enjoying that one. It was a huge surprise. Uh, obviously, it's a nice frame, but I thought it would be too demanding. But I've actually been playing okay with it perhaps because I used to use the K-Factor back in the day and um, really love that one. And this one feels even better, the first edition Pro Staff Tour 90. So uh, we'll see. I also like the Pure Storm Tour GT. Uh, that's a little bit more forgiving, very spin friendly. And it will be interesting to see which one works best for me in a match situation because, you know, all bets are off in the match. You might be practicing really well and playing really well in your training sessions and then you get into a tournament match and um, all, all things change and you are tense and you're not playing with the same relaxed mindset that you usually do when you practice. So that, that's going to be interesting. I havenven't played a proper tournament in a year or so, so it's it's completely new situation for me. I'm feeling pretty okay prepared except for the racket situation. Uh, so uh, hopefully it will go well but uh, yeah I will get a huge learning experience from that and that's the way you have to approach playing tournament matches you have to see it as as enjoyment and uh, learning and just uh, making strides into your game and hopefully you you come off the court as a winner but if you're if you're not hopefully you have grown as a player a little bit at least uh, so Pure staff reviews to come from Wilson, uh, really keen to try that. Waiting for the Pure Drive, the new Pure Drive review up on the Tennis Nerd channel from Henrik, but I want to try it myself as well. And um, I'm also waiting for the Technifiber T-Fight RS. You can read about that on TennisNerd.net, as always, with all the reviews and racket previews and stuff like that. Uh, Technifiber Tri-X review, uh, this part two will come ne early next week. And uh, yeah, lots of lots of things happening in Tennis Nerd. I'm just looking forward to hit with more rackets. I'm also waiting for the Dunlop FX 500 rackets. So um, busy times. Uh, the shipping is an issue uh, still here in Malta. Um, but I think that's the same the world over due to COVID. Uh, so I just have to have some more patience. And uh, I was happy that the, the pro staffs arrived so fast. I'm trying the pro staff 315 and I'm trying the RF 97. So uh, that would be very, very interesting for me to do. 
Um, yeah, so a little bit of a different podcast style here. Um, if I don't have any interesting guests or guests uh, that I've thought about, I just sit and rant myself, which I hope you find somewhat amusing or interesting to listen to at times. And uh, if you do, I would appreciate you subscribing and uh, clicking like and sharing it with your tennis friends. That's all for this Friday update. Uh, I wish you all a very nice weekend and I will talk to you next week. Take care and don't forget to play some tennis.